Are you not having the success you want with your direct bookings? Perhaps you are tired of feeling like you are out of your depth and wish there was an easier way. Well, I've got an exclusive free training coming up that just might help. Join me on April 4th when I will share the top three mistakes that I consistently see vacation and short-term rental property managers make in their desire for direct bookings that could be costing you major profits. I will also be sharing my top tips in building your own direct booking sales engine that will bring in those direct bookings while you sleep. Come and join in the fun. Head to my website, directbookingsuccess.com, and click on the free training button to join me on April 4th, because you deserve your own direct booking success. You are listening to the Direct Booking Success Podcast, bringing you all the information you need for your short-term rental to stand out from the crowd. I'm your host, Jen Boyles. As an owner and manager myself, I know how hard it can be to navigate the hospitality industry. I'm here to help, so you too can have direct booking success. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Direct Booking Success Podcast. As always, I'm Jen Boyles, your host, and today I have Yvonne Halling with me. Yvonne, welcome. Good to see you. Thank you, Jen. It's great to be here with you. Now, Yvonne and I spoke way back in episode 10, so that's what a year ago, and she has the most remarkable life story that sort of intertwines with hospitality and, and life events and whatnot. So if you haven't listened to that, you need to go back to episode 10 and have a listen because it is it is quite something and we're not going to go into detail today <laughs> because we've already done that but go back to episode 10 and have a listen because it is quite quite something of how you've gotten to where you are today so Yvonne, tell us a little bit about about who you are okay yes happy to so my name's Yvonne Halling I am the owner and founder of bedandbreakfastcoach.com The company I started in 2013 in response to my huge success that I had with my own B&B in France. I ran a bed and breakfast business in France for 17 years, for a number of years as what I would call a hobby business. And then I had to transform it into a professional business because it became our only source of income, which you can find out more about in episode 10. (laughs) But basically, I've been helping B&B owners, guest house owners, boutique hotel owners, innkeepers, short-term rental owners, self-catering, serviced accommodation owners, anybody who's in, in, in independent hospitality and is wanting to grow their business and be, have a more enjoyable life. Yeah, great. Great. And I'm glad that you are here today joining me. So we are going to be talking about the psychology of professional hosting. And I'm really excited to get into this with you because what you just said is so interesting when you went from having a hobby to a professional business. And there is a difference. I don't think a lot of people realize that there is a big difference. Where shall we start? Well, you're right. There's a huge difference between a hobby business, the mentality, shall we say, of a hobbyist and the mentality of a professional hospitality business. And having been in both places myself, I feel that I have some great insights to share. So I think, I think that the first place to start is with 
what I would call the cash flow quadrant, which is from Robert Kiyosaki's excellent book called the cash flow quadrant, where if you, if you draw like a, a, on a piece of paper, you draw a square and you divide it into four on the left side of your paper, you will have what, what, what is referred to in his book as the employee mindset, or you could say the hobbyist mindset. And then on the right hand side, there were two squares, which uh, you could call the professional mindset, and he calls the business owner mindset. And the difference between these two is huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there, there is what I would call a chasm between the two ways of thinking. And I think you can sum it up in the employee mindset wants to exchange time for money. And because that's what we're taught to do. We go to school, right? We go to school in the Western hemisphere. You know, we all go through some kind, some version of the British education system, which is what I went through. And you, we are taught to get, get good grades, work hard, get good grades, go to college and get a good job. And then we'll be set. And that still prevails in education today. Mm-hmm. So I'm told, so I'm told, right? And then, you know, and that's, that's all well and good. There's nothing wrong with that, but that mentality won't serve you when you want to start your own business. Because what happens is people gravitate from the employee mindset, which is all about exchanging time for money into the self-employed mindset, which is where I was, right? That's where most B&B owners start, but we're still on the left-hand side of the quadrant and we're still focusing on exchanging time for money. Yeah. And I think you see it, you see it, see it across all different industries. This time for money. And you think about, you go to a job, you do 40 hours a week, you are paid such and such. You know, it really is what, you, like how you say it is. It's that employee mindset. And I think also, and and maybe you'll touch on this as, as well, is that it's, you know, there's no right or wrong, you know, no. And some people are more, you know, more proficient at being an employee and some people more proficient at being self-employed. Now, I know I'm not a good employee. Because, uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> and I can already see it in my daughter. I can already see this right. in my daughter, that she is <laughs> not going to be an employee by any means. But, you know, it's not just wanting to be the boss. It's that you get so ingrained in what you're doing and you take ownership of it that you just can't see why people can, how people can sit back and just take a paycheck. Right, right. And I, and, and like you say, you know, it's not for everyone. And mm-hmm. we have to, I think when we get into, you know, when we start a B&B or we start a vacation rental, we want to be professional. Then we have to recognize that we've been trained and programmed to be an employee. Yeah. And I think the people who, who want to have their own business, they want to start their own independent hospitality business, have got fed up with employee life on some level. Maybe they found it too restricting. Maybe they, they, they want to create more freedom in their lives. Maybe they want to create more money. Maybe they just want to do their own thing. Maybe they have a ton of creative ideas. I come across this a lot. Mm-hmm. They have a ton of creative ideas that they cannot bring to life in the in the left-hand lane, yeah. shall we say, yeah. right? So, yeah, I mean, it takes all sorts and we need everybody. Everybody's valuable. Everybody has value. But if, if you want to create a professional business and you have to, 
you you have to recognize that you're not trained to do that. Mm-hmm. And, and we should also say that it's not just you can have a f- professional business, a professional business with just one property. Yes. You know, or, yes. a, you know, it's not about scaling. At it, all. It's not it's not about having a million dollar business. If anyone's listening and thinking, oh, well, I don't want to be that big. You, you don't have to be that big. It's the, it's the way you approach your business and the mentality with which you approach your business and your guests that determines whether or not you're an amateur or a, a professional. One of the things that I found, because, you know, I was trained to be an employee because I went through the British education system, as many people do, or some version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that really hit me in the face, I was thrown into entrepreneurship or the self-employed thing out of necessity, which you can find out more about in episode <laughs> 10. Yes. It wasn't a choice, although I had been messing around with a few things on the side as I was raising my two girls. I was fortunate enough to be in a position where I didn't need to work when my, my, my daughters were little. But I always had some kind of side hustle going on because I just enjoyed it. It was a mm-hmm. creative outlet. But we always, we mainly re- relied on a paycheck. And when you rely on a paycheck, and this happened to me, it, you, you develop a kind of entitlement. Mm-hmm. And, and that won't serve you when you work for yourself and you make that journey to the right hand side of Robert Kiyosaki's quadrant. It won't. Mm-hmm. There's a kind of, you know, I, it doesn't really matter how much work I do, but I'm getting a paycheck anyway. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's that. that. And, and it's, it's kind of crushing. If you've got a lot of creative ideas and there is no outlet for those creative ideas within the employee space, you, you can find that quite mm-hmm. crushing. And I think that's what we're saying when, when, you know, you said it and I've said it when we're unemployable. Because there isn't room for creativity, not so much in that space that I'm generalizing here. Yeah. Right? It depends course, yes. who you're working for, depends who your boss is, depends who your coworkers are, depends what you're doing, what industry you're in, you know. But generally speaking, and a lot of people come to this industry, certainly when they come to me through public sector. And that has to be the worst place mm-hmm. in the world where creative ideas are not welcome. Mm-hmm. Because there's yeah. a way of doing things that, you know, nobody wants to change. Yeah. You no, know, the government runs in a certain way. And this is That's how right. it's always been done. This is how it be, continue to be done, whether you're here or somebody else is in your seat. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So you've got all the, of these beliefs and you've got all of these programs, if you like, running that have, you know, through no fault of anybody's really. It, mm-hmm. it just happens. And you want to, you know, you want to become a, the best host that you can be. Then there is what, what I call a personal development journey to be taken. Yeah. To cross the great divide into the business owner mentality. And the definition, I think, between the two is on the left-hand side of the quadrant, you're exchanging the time for money. And then on the right-hand side of the quadrant, you're exchanging value for money. And there's a limit to how much time you can exchange for money because we've only got 24 hours in a day. And we all have the same amount. Exactly. But there is is no limit to how much value you can create for money. Yeah. I think that's a really important point. 
And you, and, and in order to get into the mindset of how can I add more value? How can I create more value for my guests is a completely different mentality to the hobbyist where I was, right? Was, you know, why isn't anybody booking with me? I'm entitled, right? Why isn't anybody coming here and, and not setting boundaries and, you know, not being a very professional person in, in, in yourself? I, I went through all of this. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking from experience and I'm not pointing fingers. No, but I not, think I'm not a judging, lot of but us, this is, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I did the yeah. same thing. You know, yeah. I started renting out the first apartment, you know, for fun, just to see what it was exactly. like. Yeah. You know, so I think a lot of people will really resonate with what you're saying. You know, and it, there's something that just turns, whether it's, you know, for yourself, where you all of a sudden this had to be the business, you know, or if, you know, for my case, it was when we were looking at looking at direct bookings and turning it into a business, you know, really to get that mortgage paid. And that's what sort of right. started us on, on, on the route. So. Yeah, I think there's a moment in your life where you all of a sudden go, okay, what I'm doing has been fine, but I have to step it up a notch. Right. Yeah. And, and this, yeah. And the stepping up a notch is really crossing that divide. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And, and that looks different for everybody. There mm-hmm. isn't a formula that I can give you. Yeah. But you, but, but there is a personal development journey to change the way you think mm-hmm. because it, it, the way you think in the time for money. On the, on the time for money side of the quadrant will not serve you in, in the value for money equation. It just won't. It won't work. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's, I think the first step on the, you know, the psychological psychology of professional hosting begins with you. It begins with how you approach things, not how big you are or how many units you've got or how many rooms you've got. It, 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 it starts with how you, approach your business how and also another key element in this equation is how you perceive yourself Mm -hmm. your identity your identity in this is really really important and so you may have seen yourself in a way before you made this personal development journey over to the professional side if you like you may have seen yourself as, you know, I do all the cleaning and I do all the laundry and I greet my guests or I don't greet my guests or however you have been running things. Again, that won't serve you on the professional side. The business owner gets help with those low value tasks because he, she understands that his or her job is to attract bookings and give the guests a great experience, not to waste time doing the 10 bucks an hour tasks. And again, that when I'm, when I'm coaching, mentoring people in my programs, that is one of the hardest things. That's the hardest bridge to cross. It's putting on that CEO chant, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. realizing somebody has to steer the ship, if you will. Somebody has to drive the thing. Yes. yes. Exactly. Yes. Mm. And that there are a low level task that yes, you can do. But if you have somebody else doing that, that the Three frees you up to be doing the high level tasks. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and like I say, it's, it's one of the hardest things for owners, particularly smaller ones who are just starting out maybe with one property like you. You know, you think they, they think, and I thought this too, right? I've been here too. You know, I'll, I'll it won't take me long and, and, and no one can do it like me. And, and besides, I can't afford it. 
And that is that is a trap. It is, isn't it? It is. It's a big trap. You you've got to trust that while you are busy working on those low value tasks, who is bringing in the bookings? And the answer is no one. <laughs> yeah, and that's. It. I think once you get that then you sort of free yourself up to really grow, don't you? Yes, with a lot of fear and intrepidation on my mm. part. I had to take that leap of faith in order to, you know, grow myself as the CEO, as you put it. Grow myself, grow my self-perception and my self-image into somebody of value that has value to offer. Mm-hmm. And that can create value if I can just trust that somebody else will take care of the no value stuff and, you know, just elevate myself in my own eyes. Yeah. And, and I think also there's a, another trunk that comes in there. Once you sort of get onto this, this road of, of being professional and, and self discovery and self enriching is that you start, doubt start to creep in. Oh. You know, and you I think said that, it. You said it. That's the hardest part. You know, mm-hmm. we hear a lot about imposter syndrome, which mm-hmm. you know, who doesn't get up every single day and think, you know, really, who am I to be doing this job? Yeah, who doesn't do that, right? Who doesn't mm-hmm. get up and think that, right? Who, who am I to be an expert on my area, right? There must be other people out there who who are better than me, right? Mm-hmm. It's about getting out of your own way. Indeed. Because you're your harshest harshest critic, your biggest critic. You know, you're the biggest roadblock to yourself. Yes, we are. We are. are, We are. And and again, that's the personal development journey, the self-discovery journey, uncovering your own unique value and your own unique perspective is is a lifelong thing. It's not one one and done. It's not one and done. No, can you imagine, like, you look at somebody in their 20s now, you know, mm-hmm. and I just think, or I look back at myself in my 20s and I think, wow, look at the journey you've been on, Yeah, you know, of personal yes. growth and personal development. And then I'll look at somebody who maybe has been employed the entire time and think, wow, <laughs> there's such a marked difference. You know? I th- yeah, I think that that's a really important thing. I, a while ago, I just just for fun, I I compiled a, a series of pictures of myself from the last twenty years, shall we say, and I look completely different now mm-hmm. than I did. I mean, obviously, I'm older, but I think that my demeanor and my thinking patterns and behaviors and all those things that go with, you know, a particular mindset show on your face. Mm, okay. And, and yes, I, I believe they do. And if you can, you know, it's a constant thing, as you say, it, it's a never ending journey of, you know, how can I add more value? How can I do better by my guests? And when you think about, you know, you, you keep your guests in mind for everything that you're doing, you know, you'll set yourself way ahead of the competition just by the very thinking process of that just by thinking those thoughts because let me tell you most amateurs don't even think that way no they they're they're acting in in a way that where they they don't really care that much about their guests because they're trying to get the money in yes 
But yes, yeah. professional people are trying to get the money in as well, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. By providing the value. Service. Yes. Hospitality yes. service. Yes. Yes. The unique experience that only you can provide. Yes. That's the journey. Find out what that is mm-hmm. and keep looking for it and keep yeah. honing it, refining it and, and questioning it so that you come up, you know, you arrive at a place where you feel comfortable, maybe a little bit stretched in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because that's the growth that you, you, yeah. you can't, you can't avoid the growth. You feel a little bit sick, don't you? You do. You know you're onto something. I've certainly felt a little bit sick. <laughs> it's process many yeah. times. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And I think we're in a, it's a, it's sort of an odd time right now because we have people who have really jumped on the Airbnb bandwagon and these these gurus that have, I really don't like the word guru, but it's the only uh, word I can think of where yeah. we've got get rich quick, heads more heads on beds, you know, and that is like, it is almost keeping up that hobbyist mentality. And I think if you're listening to this and you're going, am I a hobbyist? Am I professional? What am I? I hope I'm professional. I think if you are going after your own direct bookings, and maybe you are still cleaning the place, but you are acting as the CEO of your business, then I think you can call yourself a professional property manager or host or whatever word you want to use. But I think there is a bit of a a bit of a divide right now, which is a bit odd. And 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 I hope that it doesn't stay for too long and it doesn't get any wider than it is. But I think if you're already looking at direct bookings and have your own website and maybe you have some people helping you, you know, you are on that road. Yes. Mm. And it is a road, right? Mm. It's th- there and, it, and there, you know, it, the starting point is when you decide, right? And once you've decided, even if you're still cleaning, you've made a decision, yeah. right? And that will take you on the journey to the right-hand side of the quadrant, to the business owner who creates value for money and yeah. takes you out of the time for money trap. What you were saying about the Airbnb thing, I think it's been, you know, everything's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Everything has a pro and a con, and it's been great for hospitality, the whole Airbnb explosion. And, you know, and so many, as you say, so many gurus have popped up with, you know, heads on beds and get more bookings and all of this. Mm -hmm. Without the principles in place, it's like, just pay me money and, and I'll help you to get more direct bookings. I'll just tweak your listing or whatever, right? And there aren't the business principles in place. And people, people have become jaded with that. I don't think that, I think that, you know, you've been in business a long time, Jen. I've been in business a long time. There is no substitute for, for time, basically. You have to do your time. You, you, you have to pay your dues. You have to go through the stuff your own stuff and the stuff that business brings in order to have the wisdom mm-hmm. definitely that you can share with others. And if you haven't been through that, and I see a lot of people who haven't, yes. then you're, you're, you're not revealing wisdom. You're, you're just teaching facts. Mm-hmm. That's what fads, exactly. Or tips and tricks. Tips and tricks. I hate that. I know. I oh. know. It's like, why, who are you trying to trick? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and yeah. And I think, you know, if you're listening to this and you're, and, and, you know, you, you have become an Airbnb host, which is fine. It's no problem at all with that, but you're a bit jaded too. 
with that world and you, you know, you want to increase your direct bookings and you should be wanting to, to increase your direct bookings because that's a real business. Yeah. A direct bookings business is a real business. An Airbnb business on that platform is not a real business. I can 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so, okay. So if somebody's found themselves on this road, maybe they're listening to this podcast and going, oh my goodness, okay, yes, I am the CEO of my business. You know, I've been putting these things into place without sort of realizing it. You know, what would you suggest they do to continue down the road now that they've had a, sort of an, an awakening? Yeah, They need this personal development. Yes, it is a bit of an awakening, isn't mm-hmm. it? It is because it's the decision that counts, right? As I say, you, you might still be doing the cleaning you know, and the laundry, but you've made the decision to become the CEO of your business, then you need to seek out people who can truly help you on this journey because you want to shortcut the process as much as possible. And by that, I don't mean quick fix. I mean, getting these principles and the strategies in place that work in the right order. And you can't get that from watching free stuff on the internet. No, you know, you, you need a mentor, don't you? You do need a mentor. Yeah. You need to seek out somebody who's been there mm-hmm. and who's been where you want to go and who is going where you want to go. And that person only needs to be a few steps ahead of you, but as long as they've got the wisdom, mm-hmm. that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the wisdom that they've gained. You're not looking for their tips and tricks. And I, you know, I don't know if this is interesting or not, I found it quite interesting is I've worked with a business coach and I know many people have worked for business coaches and people that I sort of follow on social media or whatnot have these look like huge marketing businesses online. You know, they're all working with business coaches as well because it is, you know, we're already in the lowly industry. We're already working on our own. And having somebody there with you that can help you through the bumps and there will be bumps. Yes. Is, you know, essential as far as I'm concerned. Yes. I totally agree with you. I'm always working with the business coach myself. Mm -hmm. Always. And, and all the time I was running my B and B, I was working with a business coach. Yeah. Or, or somebody who was helping me learn something that I needed to learn because you, you can't shortcut that. You know, like I say, you can watch YouTube videos and you can do internet searches and you can get people's free stuff, but you'll never get the real stuff unless you work and commit and invest time and money mm-hmm. and energy into somebody who can show you the way, basically, yeah. and hold you accountable. So it's choosing the right fit for you. Yeah. Yes. And that's why this, this industry is so great too, because we've got hospitality and we've got different personalities. Yeah. You know, you, myself, there's so many others out there that, you know, you find somebody that you click with. And Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I, Yvonne is coming back to speak at the third Direct Booking Success Summit, which is coming up in October. And I'm super, super excited to have you back. Me um, too. Yeah, it's going to be great. Now, you're going to be speaking on the seven key elements for a happy and prosperous hospitality life. And I'm going to assume without giving everything away that the psychology part of the professional posting is one of those key elements. Indeed it is. Yes. Can you give us a teaser on anything else that you're going to be speaking about? 
Yes. Well, I work from when I take clients through my process, which I developed from my own experience. And I've been using this process with clients now for the past nine years, almost 10 years. We have a framework and there are four elements, four key elements to that framework, strategy, structure, systems, and scale. And I'm going to be pulling out seven key pieces from those four components of our framework that will move the needle for you. And if you listen to the podcast, I'm going to be giving you a little bit of an experience of what it's like to put these in place in your business. So we, for example, strategy is what is your online promise? What are you, what is your online presence looking like? Structure is how you deliver on your online presence at your property. And that means being professional with yourself and with your team and with your money and with your guests. Systems speaks for itself. And this is the part that most hosts do not have in place. Mm -hmm. Despite me banging on about it for the last nine years, <laughs> most hosts do not have the systems in place. And I'm going to show you what the three systems are. And then scale is the cherry on the top. And I'm going to be showing you how to add more revenue streams. So you want to be pay attention to the whole summit, but particularly my, <laughs> my little bit, my, my uh, contribution. Because I will be able to show you what are the elements that turn you from a hobbyist into a professional mm -hmm. host. It's, I can't wait. I really can't wait because I really enjoyed your presentation last year. And I think this year is going to, going to pop it. And I think that okay. if, if you're listening to this and you're going, you know, you know, I really want to be working with somebody. I really want to be looking for a mentor. You know, this summit, the best of the best are coming together. You know, mm -hmm. of course, there's other people in the world and I couldn't have everybody in the world in the summit. But the summit, you know, handpicked people that were on the same page with hospitality and being professional in the hospitality industry. And it's a great place for you to come and see and listen to people, interact with different people that could potentially be your mentor, that somebody that you could work with. So, yeah, I think it's going to be great fun. I'm in the middle of planning right now. We're recording this just at the end of August. So it's, yeah, it's all a go. And I'm really excited about your, your presentation. Me too. Can't wait. So I can't let you go with not without asking you, what does direct booking success mean to you? Direct booking success means having control over the flow of bookings into your hospitality business. That means being able to attract direct bookings on demand when you need them. It means not experiencing the feast and famine of the high season, low season. It means having peace and tranquility, peace of mind, and yeah, peace of mind, so that you are not constantly on the search for more and more bookings. Thank you, Yvonne. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'm going to put your links in the show notes, but where can people connect with you if they want to hear more? Great. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. You can find me all over the internet. I have a YouTube channel, Bed and Breakfast, Yvonne Halling Bed and Breakfast Coach. I have, I'm on Instagram, Bed and Breakfast Coach. I have a website called bedandbreakfastcoach.com. I'm on Twitter, Spotify. I'm now on TikTok. 
And, and on Facebook, of course, my yes. favorite. Oh, yes. fantastic. So oh, well. just come and find me anywhere online. Great. And we will see you at the third Jack Booking Success Summit, October 3rd to 5th. 2023. So if you're listening to this after it, you'll have to wait all the way first to the next autumn for the next one. But uh, yeah, so come and sign up directbookingsuccesssummit.com to listen to Yvonne's presentation and others. Thank you, Yvonne, so much for spending time with me today. My pleasure. Thank you, Jen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Direct Booking Success Podcast. For more information about this episode and others, head to the website directbookingsuccess.com slash podcast. See you next time.